today we're going to continue talking about grace giving. Amen. Uh, we, we, well, we use the title tipping, tithing, and grace giving. And we've been talking about the concept of grace giving. Amen. And so oftentimes, um, I, I started here last week. I didn't get too far, did I? Uh, last week I started here and we, we were talking about, so the question is, what is grace giving? Amen. Uh, when you think about grace, and we talked about this, that God has blessed us, amen, and God has kept us, and God has saved us, amen. And when we return to God, amen, when we return to God, our substance, amen, it's, it's, done, it's done from a heart, amen, that says, look what God has done for me. Can I ask you a question this morning? Has God done anything for you this week? Amen. Huh? Amen. Huh? Let me ask that one more time. Has, has God done anything for you Amen. this week? Amen. All right. Thank God. All right. Second Corinthians chapter 8. Uh, somebody read what's on the screen for me, if you don't mind, if you can read it. If you can see, put on your magnifying glass. So, so the question is, what is grace giving? Uh-huh. And where is it taught in the Bible? Uh-huh. The most lengthy and detailed text in the New Testament on giving is 2 Corinthians 8. All right, so we're going to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 8. All right, and I think we we dealt with some of this last week, right? We, we said that grace giving... Uh, is done in the context, not in abundance. Amen. Because they said out of their deep what? Poverty. Oftentimes what we do, listen to this, oftentimes when we give, we feel like we got to have all of this to give. Or we have to have a surplus. Or we have to have, you know, an abundance to give. Right, And that's what the problem was with the Corinthian church, right? The Corinthian church thought that, well, you know what? Uh, we, don't, we have an abundance, but, you know, we need some more before we can actually participate in this offering. Now, they made a pledge, but they did not make good on their pledge. Amen. Now, oftentimes, we make vows to God. Am I right? For instance, we have our first fruit... Uh, Collections coming up. Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. This is not something that I'm dreading to do. This is not something that I'm like, oh man, first fruit offering is coming up. No, 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 no. I look at, I look at every opportunity to give as just that, an opportunity. Are you with me? And so, and so, so look, 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 read on for me, read on for me, read on for me. Mm-hmm. To donate to a fund for the purpose of giving relief to suffering Christian brothers and sisters in Paul. All right, so Paul was collecting money so that he could help those who were in need. All right, so the church is not just the church is to look out for each other. You know what I mean? Help those who are in need. All right, um, oftentimes. We think that the money is just going to the pastor. 
Amen. If you, if you, if you take a census of people, why they don't come to church, I can tell you why they don't come to church. All they talk about is money. From the time that money conversation comes up in church, people leave church because they're like, well, they're talking too much about money. Amen. Why is it in the church? (laughs) Amen. We can't talk about it without people thinking we're talking too much about it. Here's the thing. We talk about every other place in our lives. We talk about it at work. (laughs) Girl, I ain't got no more money. (laughs) I wish I had some money. (laughs) You know, wait till I make some money. (laughs) You know what I mean? We talk about money all the time, but for some reason, when the topic comes up in church, tell your neighbor it's a problem. Why is it a problem? Amen. So, So grace giving has to do with Looking at your life, right, and you're grateful for what God has done, and God somehow touches your heart where you in turn return to God something of your substance, watch this, because you are grateful for what he has done for you. I don't know if that's clear or not, right? So let's look at the scripture real quick, right? We did verses... um, um, verses 1 and 2. I think we did verses 1 and 2 last week, right? All right, let's just recap. Now, brethren, we wish to make known to you the what? Grace. Uh-huh. <laughs> Grace of what? Of who? What? Which has been what? Given in the churches of Macedonia. And I told you that the grace that he's talking about was the opportunity to give. The opportunity to give is always looked at. I want you to look at your giving today as an opportunity to extend grace and look at your giving as a grace gift, not as you tithing. Come on, help me somebody. Amen. Pastor, today I'm grace giving. I'm giving God a grace gift because, oh, he's been good to me. How many can say he's been good to you? Some things you can't even Make up in your life. But you know it was God. Come on and help me, will you? Look what he says. He says that in great, that in in a great ordeal of what? Affliction. This is the part that I can't get over. Because sometimes we believe that our circumstances have to be better before we give. And that while we're in our mess, we can't do it. Saints, I want you to be blessed, but I found out something. The only way to be blessed is that you have to believe. Amen. And then secondly, you have to have faith. Amen. And thirdly, you have to love God. Are you with me? And if we love God then we're not going to allow our circumstances to stop us. Oh, come on and help me. Put put the scripture up real quick. We're going to tandem right quick. Watch this. I want you to see this. Look what he says. He says that in great ordeal of affliction, their abundance of what? How in the world? And we dealt, dealt with this last week. Do you have joy when you have lack? I know why you can have joy when you have lack. 
because the object of your joy is not dictated or predicated on your circumstances. Come on, say amen. 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 Circumstances shouldn't change your attitude. Amen. Joy that God gives. The Bible says God gives us a joy, not as the world giveth. Amen. The world gives you joy with a string attached to it. But God gives you grace. You you know what grace is. I told you favor. Something you don't deserve. Look what he says. He says, hmm. My goodness. Verse three. Verse two, right? Right. Uh, Of affliction, their abundance, joy, and their deep poverty overflowed in the wealth of their what? In their wealth of liberality. Let me, let me, let me, let me just, let me just ask this question, right? How is it that in the wealth, this doesn't just, the Bible just, sometimes you look at it, you're saying to yourself, it just ain't, it's not adding up, right? Uh, that word liberality carries the idea of sincerity, but also faithfulness. You know, we hit and miss. Right? Isn't that how we do it? We hit a miss in our in our in our giving. We, you know what I mean. We hit a miss if it, if it's good this week. Now I'm not saying you. I'm just saying some of us. <laughs> you, you know, circumstances. Cir- listen, and and I want to say to you to you all who are who have already mastered this, you wasn't always like that. So don't get bougie on me. Okay, try it. There. I don't need to hear that. Yeah, I know about no, 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 no. Because somebody's struggling with that right now. Amen. And here's the thing. And 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 I believe. Here's what I believe. I believe that he says in their poverty, the real wealth they had was the ability to be sincere and faithful. Watch this. That's the greater wealth. The greater wealth is not what they had in substance. It was the ability for them to have the substance and be able to relieve someone, watch this, who had a need. The greater wealth is that God will give you so you can be a blessing to somebody else. That's the greater wealth. But the truth is, we only think about who, who. We only think about who? Look, they were wealthy in their liberality. See, I believe we put the wrong price on wealth or the wrong substance for wealth. Like I said, if you got this down, you're wealthy. Come on, help me somebody. If you give without no problem, if you're a grace giver, you're blessed. 
you're, you're more blessed than you could even imagine. I'm talking about not think, but the people that are struggling, thinking only of themselves all the time. They, they're, they're the ones that are having the struggle right now. They're not wealthy. They may have, but they're not wealthy. See, you can have it and not release it. Come on and help me now. Listen, you, you go to the restaurant. I got to tell you, you go to the restaurant. They put that ticket on there, $70. You, you ain't, you're going to pay. But when we come to church, it's like 70, giving $70. When was the last time you gave 70, $70 above $70 at church? I'm, gonna say, I'm just saying, above, whatever your number is. You see what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm just saying, when, when did you, have you went into the other digits? <laughs> You, you understand? Yeah. Amen. Praise God. And I'm not talking about a one-time thing. I'm talking about you are so wealthy in grace and in your liberality that you're willing to bless the kingdom. We have a deficit this month, y'all. I'm talking about grace giving, but the deficit ain't going nowhere. Come on, y'all. I'm believing today, though. I'm believing today that God's going to do it. I have a sneaky suspicion in my sanctified imagination that God is going to do it. How many believe that? Today, today, the God we serve can do it not just for you. He can do it for all of us. Are you with me? Look what he says. He says, for I testify that according to their what? And, and, And this is what I'm, this is what I'm trying to press in here. According to their what? Ability and what? You see how the scripture is clear? The scripture is crystal clear. According to their ability and beyond. Beyond. What does that mean? What do you think that means to you, to us, to us? Say one more time. Sacrificial grace giving. But let's read the scripture. They said, for I testify, and remember what I said a testimony is, right? What's a testimony? Truth based on what you have what? Seen God do. So what Paul was saying is, I testify. He wasn't saying, I'm just telling you. He says, I testify what? Mm. That according to their what? Ability and beyond their ability, they gave of their own what? And that's the key to grace giving. I'm just putting that information up here for you to see. I'm not trying to manipulate you or coerce you into saying, oh, I got to do this. It, it, it's not grace if you're not doing it on your own accord. Amen. Without coercion, without, you know, pumping and priming, without me trying to 
you know, say things about what God going to bless you when you do this. It's on your own what? Accord. I would rather give like that than to be forced to give. Right? And then feel guilty because uh, this person is giving, but, you know, you know, you know what I mean? You know, sometimes in church it can look like that, you know? But here's the thing. As God has blessed us, and some of us, I, I, I don't know if you know how serious this is, y'all. Lives are on the back. Listen, y'all. The bills keep coming. Can I talk to you for a minute real quick? The bills keep, keep coming. Nothing stops. It doesn't stop. And that's why we have a budget. So let me ask you something. Let's just say it's your house. Right? Let's just say it's your house. You have a budget. How many of you got a budget at your house? Okay. Let's just say you come in $3,000 short every month. What would happen? You'd be under that bridge, huh? So can I ask a question? How do we think it's working? So when you see a $2,600 deficit at the last Sunday of the month, right? How do you think it's going to work on, by the first? Somebody's not getting what? No, we make sure the building is taken care of. Who's not getting paid this month? I can show it to you. But then I ask the question, how do I do it? Grace. I want us to be that kind of church that's concerned about what's happening in our midst. This is your family. This is our family, right? So if you can give a little extra here, extra there, you know what I mean? I'm, so, I'm not telling you what. I want you to do it on your own what? Believe me when I tell you it's me that's taking the hit. I promise you I am. Amen. But God sovereignly will send somebody my way. Let me cash up you this. Let me bless you this way. Let me bless you this way. And then all of a sudden it just comes together. He never ceases to amaze me. But I've asked him. Lord. Touch the hearts of our people so that we can become that kind of church that decides that we are not going to live in the deficit. Come on and help me, somebody. Because so go the church. Maybe that's what's going on in some of your lives. How many are living in the deficit now? 
Okay? Okay? How many are close? You're just making it. So does that stop us? Huh? Go to the next verse for me. I'm just ministering to you. What, what were they doing? I'm waiting. Pastor, let me take care of that. Begging us with much urging for the favor of what? I had a guy, I had a pastor friend of mine, one of my students. He, he came into class a couple of Thursdays back. He's just so excited. I said, what's going on, man? He's like, you wouldn't believe this, man. He said, I was preaching. Somebody was watching me. They wa- they're watching me on live stream. And the guy calls me and said, hey, man, how much bills do you have to pay today for yourself? Not the church, for yourself. He said, well, I got this. I got my light bill. I got my phone bill. I got my insurance. This man paid six months of his car note. His light bill for three months. His mortgage for two months. I'm like, and his car insurance. I'm like, where, do those, where are those people? I'm looking for some of those people. Seriously, like, this, and it's not that the person was rich. It's the fact that they had a heart. And they were blessed by what they were receiving. See, we take, but we got we to gotta say, man... My life is changing, y'all. But we are locked into us. If I release that, then what am I going to do? Don't worry about what you're going to do. Just do it. And watch God work. How are you going to know if he can work in that area if you never do it? Amen. Watch this. Watch what he said. Begging us for... What? Much urging for the favor of what? Participation in the support. In the support of who? The saints. The support of the saints. We are all saints. Watch this. Verse 5. And this, not as we had what? Expected. But they first gave what? See, I believe we can't grace give if we haven't totally given ourselves to the Lord. You can come out that deficit. You can come out that deficit. You can come out that deficit. I believe God will bless you to come out of that. And that's not just stuff I'm saying. I believe in the God that I'm saying it on. I believe him. I believe him when things didn't look good in my life. Seriously. Seriously. And I'm talking about just not long ago. Well, I'm saying, God, how am I going to do this? How am I going to send these girls to college? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? And I keep asking how, and I have to stop asking how and say, who's in control? 
The God of the universe who created everything. The, the, the earth is the Lord's. The fullness thereof. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Go to Romans real quick. Let me show you why it's not happening for us. Let me, can I just show it to you? Romans chapter 4 real quick. Why is it not happening? Why is that happening, Pastor? Amen. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Verse 18. Somebody read that for me. All right. So let me explain what's happening here. Paul is explaining, he's illustrating that Abram is the father of faith. Abram. Abraham. He is our example. Abraham was a pagan. He knew nothing about God. God called him and he went. And now he's saying, for this reason, in hope against hope, we what? He what? He believed. Right? Keep reading. So that he might become a father of many nations. What did he do? He believed. So you can have hope and no belief. You got faith and no belief because there's two different things. Keep reading. All right, that's us. We're part of this. And without becoming what? Keep reading. All right, so watch this. Underline weak in faith. A lot of us have faith, but it's weak. Let me tell you why it's weak. Because what God promised you, you're not seeing it. Keep reading. Keep reading. He got two problems. He's shooting powder. (laughs) And Sarah's womb is dead. Ain't nothing happening. (laughs) That's how it looks sometimes in your life. It's dead. There's no life to it. But watch this. Watch this now. God promised them he would give him a son. God promised him he would give him a son. And everything externally looks like it's never going to happen. But the Bible says he did not become weak in faith. Because he was holding on to the what? And that's what we need to do. Hold on to the promise. He'll never leave you. I held on to that in the darkest days of my life. Lord, you didn't put me in this house to put me out. You didn't give me this car for me to lose it. Come on, help me, will you please? You didn't give me this job so I can lose this job. No, I'm holding on to your promise because I am your child. Go to the next verse. So that's the first thing we become weak in faith. That's that's why it happens. And being what? Fully. Fully, you have to be fully assured. Listen to me. 
If you even have an ounce of doubt, ain't going to happen for you. The Bible says he was fully assured that what God, oh, I wish I had somebody. If I would speak in tongues, I would do it right now. Watch this. What God had what? (laughs) He was what? He's what? He's what? Come on, say it. He's what? He's able. See, it's the promiser and the promise. The promiser can bring it to pass. You got to hold on to the promise. God will never leave you. Never. Nothing will separate you from the love of God. Nothing. I'm trying to help you now. Watch this. But we waver in our faith and believing. And that's why it never happens for us. He says what God had promised. He was able. Stop trying to be God and make the promise come to pass. They, they found out how that worked out huh? with Ishmael. Sarah doubted. And here come Ishmael. And that's the problem you have now between the two brothers fighting. See, see where I'm going with this? What God promised, 7,837 promises. You got to go in here and you got to stand on it. That what God has promised, he's able to what? He will do it for you. And I'm not giving you no pie in the sky uh, hope. I'm talking about stand on this. The word. Watch the next verse. Next verse. What does it say? What is the next verse? In hope against what? He what? He what? So here's the thing. You can't be weak in faith. You got to believe that what God promised, he will perform. You got to have hope. Look what he says, hope against hope. It wasn't hope against doubt. Why did this poor church become so generous? They believed. You know what I found out? Every time I release money from my hands, it comes right back. But you will never experience that if you keep holding it. Release it so you can see it. Just release it. If it was your family going down, you would try to come up with a GoFundMe page or something like that. We're in a deficit every month. Every month we're in a deficit. And I base that budget on the number of people we have here in this church. And if everybody give, not tithe, give correctly, consistently, and cheerfully, we will never be in a deficit. This family, this church family. But we have to believe that what God promised 
He's able to perform. Listen. Can I, can I give you some insight? Abram waited 25 years for the promise to come to pass. We live in a day today where we want it. Listen, it is not God's will for you. Amen. To live in doubt. Hope against hope. Replace doubt with hope. You know what hope is? Expectation. That's what it is. It's not just expectation. It's confident expectation. Lord, I want to be that person. 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 To not struggle when it comes down to grace giving. Give me a number. Whatever that number is. I went to the ATM this morning. My number went up. I said, are you sure? <laughs> he said, I'm God. <laughs> I was going to check the balance and all that. See, that's what we do. We, Let me check the balance and all that. Just get it. It's there. You know it's there. And if you can't get it from there, you know where you can go get it. Because you got it. But I want you to think about this. Don't ever think that when you release something extra, it's waste. Not for the kingdom. God wants this church out of the deficit. And I'm his mouthpiece to tell us this. And if you think you're blessed now. I could tell you some things, (laughs) y'all. I could tell you some things. You wouldn't believe what I would tell you. Because I'm living it. You know what I mean? When when you get a, a $200 shirt for five bucks. I'm talking about $200 shirt. You know what I mean? $300 tie. Oh, see, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about going to that next level. And you ain't even got to be balling like that. God will make you look good. Amen. Look at her. <clears throat> look at Bruce. Okay, <clears throat> oh, look at John. <laughs> look at James. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me look at, look at, the, look, look at the ladies. <laughs> look, we look blessed. Aren't we blessed? Amen. Aren't we blessed, y'all? Amen. And listen, I want to show you something. Yet with respect to the what? Uh-huh. That's what 
our problem is. We stop believing the promise because it ain't happening fast enough. He says he did not waver in what? But did what? Giving. Giving what? Hope against hope. Believing that he did not waver. How many waver in unbelief? Come on now. Let me, let me see your hand. I got to pray for you. I got to pray for you. I got to pray for you. Let me ask you this. Which would last longer? Food? Or heaven? Eternity. Could it be that the reason why you're not experiencing what you should is because of your unbelief? I wrote something the other day. I said, in my despair, I didn't understand what God was doing. But in my deliverance, I understand now. When you're going through, you never see the bigger picture. But remember this, Lord, pastor said in your word that you will deliver on your promise. When he says he will open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing where you won't even have room I don't have room in my closet for no more. I can't take no more. (laughs) And that's just clothes. Seriously. I ain't got no, I have to go buy me a shoe rack. You don't want to extend it out like that? (laughs) And look, and that's after I gave away like seven pairs. See, See what I'm saying? Listen, listen what I'm saying. God will give you just got to believe. And then if you just want to waver in unbelief, look at where we are as a church. We were on that block and we left by faith and God has kept good. Now listen, the only reason I'm being transparent about our deficit because I want you to know what's going on in this church, not just I want you to know what's going on in every area. So either you're praying or you're participating. But don't be doing a whole lot of praying now. <laughs> All right, tell me, I'm praying for that. You know, I'm praying for that. But not participating. <laughs> How about you pray for your participation?